Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And we are on episode 242 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. So welcome if you just joined us or if you're catching up and you're trying to get to 242, you're there. You're at, uh, I guess this is what, this is February, the end of February? Yeah. Yeah. February. So 27th. Yeah. So you are all caught up. Leap year. We have an extra day this year. Yeah. I'm, what you can do the extra day? <laughs> I'm going to work. <laughs> I, I know it's an extra day, but you don't know what it's. How does even... I, I don't understand? I need to go do some research because I don't understand all this leaping stuff. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> that when I was a kid, I learned about it in school and while yeah. we leave. I'm sure it's something to do with the we have moon a... rotation and the sun and us rotating around the sun and all that kind of stuff it's and th- the planets aligning in a certain way. And no, this is it. All right, it's very simple. 365 days a year, but really not. It's 365 days and a fourth every year, every single year. But they just don't catch up you said it was simple that's not simple it just don't there's ca- no such thing as a fourth of a day well there it is <laughs> as far as time's <laughs> concerned instead of 24 hours we get six hours extra so every four years they just give us that day instead of doing it every year it would be weird if we had a six well, who made that six decision? hour day ah you know and how they, do we know we get a fourth of a day the, every year wasn't, I don't, that wh- how do, wasn't that the monks i don't how, that that makes well who was it the oh, Romans, Julius Caesar did it. Julius Caesar, so Caesar's, Caesarean Caesar's calendar. Caesarean calendar, and then the monks adjusted it I, later I on. I have to do some research. I don't buy that, Pops. That uh, doesn't sound right. Okay, it's okay. I just know every you, four years we get an extra day. You don't always year. have to be right. It's okay. <laughs> on, on what we're going to talk about today, though, we do have to kind of be right. Well, we're uh, going to try to be right. Yeah, we're going to try to be right. But yeah. uh, anyway, if you don't uh, uh, have the opportunity, or if you have the opportunity. You know, we've never done a podcast episode on yeah. a leap year day. We need to record next one. When, when, when does we need to find out when? That'll be in two days. That'll well, be. I know that, but we record on Tuesdays typically. We yeah. Line uh, well, any rate, we'll try it again in four years. The good thing I like about leap years, it always reminds me that's that's election year, so I always remember to vote in November. Is that true? It is true. Yeah. I don't believe you. So you're saying that every four years, election day and, falls on the leap year, and that is actually one reason why people are pushing to have election day to be a holiday because that'll be the day that we got extra, and then we will. No, have I, that day I to never do made it. that connection. I never realized that that's election true. year always falls on a leap year. It well, does. That's probably why everything is so twisted up. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even uh, to November yet, and I'm ready for this election to be over with. Yeah, we all are. Oh, anyway, man. Anyway, yeah. we got to talk about it. All things. right. Um, anyway, uh, please uh, invite other people to come be a part, and they can listen to our banter back and forth and also yeah. learn more about Most the Word of God. Let's fast forward through the banter part. Yeah, that's all right. It's okay. Uh, but, uh, well, actually, I don't know. If you fast forward anymore, you skip it. I don't know how it all works anymore. But go ahead. Uh, whether you live on, listen on Facebook or X or whatever you're listening on or your small group or just a friend to friend, it'd be awesome to invite people to come be a part of Connecting Faith to Life. Well, we are going to talk about uh, Southern Baptist churches today and, yeah. and the impact that uh, that they've, they've made on my life, I can tell you that. And uh, there there is unique things that make us different than all the other denominations, and that's why we're Southern Baptists. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So um, this is interesting, and the reason why we're talking about this, Trey, is because um, I have more and more conversations with people that don't 
necessarily understand mm-hmm. why we are a Southern Baptist Church or what that even means. Right. And, and honestly, just you know, the reality is we probably don't do a best job, the best job of. Well, I say we don't. You guys do a pretty good job in Connect North. Yeah, but they got to come so, all the way to that point yeah, to yeah. get to that. So y'all, so. y'all cover our Southern Baptist heritage and our roots, and while we're part of the Southern Baptist Convention in the in our new members class, but yeah, we don't really talk about it on a regular basis. I mean, you know, we don't talk about unless we get a Lottie Moon Christmas offering and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, I don't under I don't even know if people understand the reason why we do the Lottie Moon Christmas offering or the connection. Well, they understand why, but the connection that it has with yeah. the Southern Baptist yeah. Convention and International Mission Board, all those kind of things. And so, uh, just in light of some conversations I've had recently where people have been asking me some questions about, you know, why our church is a part of the Southern Baptist Convention, and not, and not in a negative way, but just why, why is that? Right. What does that mean? Right. Uh, I thought it'd be good to just kind of talk through this for a minute, because there are, I mean, and and, and there are lots of denominations, and um, the reality is when people come to our church, um, I don't think they're choosing our church necessarily because it's a Southern Baptist church. I don't think so either. Back in the day, you kind of did. Yeah, you look for your denomination yeah, you look, first. Yeah, because there was more of a de- denominational affiliation back. Mm-hmm. People were tied to their denominations. You know, if you were Baptist, you were you knew you were Baptist, and you had to find that first Baptist church or second right. or third or fourth or fifth Baptist church or whatever it was. And, and you know, people don't necessarily pay as much attention to denominational labels, I don't think, like they used to for a variety of reasons, neither good or bad, just kind of what it is. But but we do have some strong ties to our Southern Baptist Convention that I think are really good. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, then people have, have the questions of, well, why all the different denominations? Well, that's another story for another day. Yeah, that's a that's, long that's, podcast that's, episode. I can't answer itself. for all of them. As to why there are different denominations, um, but I do think we're in a very good denomination. I we do we, we really do appreciate our Southern Baptist roots and our heritage and the things that we're doing as a Southern Baptist convention now. Now, if you watch any news or media or what the case may be, it seems like the Southern Baptist convention comes up in the news every now and then for something controversial. Mm, and, that's for sure. And if you keep up with it, any it seems like Southern Baptists are. Uh, always fighting about something. Well, which is kind of true, uh, because whenever you get sinful people, sinful people together, uh, we're going to disagree about something. And, and you so, have two sitting right here, by the way. We're pretty sinful ourselves. Yeah, and we I fight mean, a lot, yeah. don't we, pops? Well, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. But we're, we're but just sinners saved by grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is my point. So, um, any rate, I thought it'd be fun and helpful and enlightening today, just to talk about you know who we are yeah, as a Southern Baptist great. Church and why this is important. For us, and and as you're listening, hopefully this is educational for you, and it helps you to appreciate more who we are as a church, and appreciate your uh, partnership in our church. So let's give it a roll and All see right. what happens. So what is unique about Southern Baptist churches? Well, the first thing is is we have deep. Theological yeah, we convictions. have deep theological convictions. Now, I don't have time to go into all the history, and there is a long history mm. of Baptist, and so um, Southern Baptists were not the first Baptist. No, Baptists have been around since uh, since the 17th century, early right. in the 17th the century. The modern understanding, yeah, of what yeah. Baptist so, is. so um, come it comes out of the Reformation, you have all these different groups that are starting to pop up, and Baptist. Um, uh, we, we we believe our heritage comes from. People call the Anabaptist. Right, right. So that word Anabaptist means baptized again, right. uh, because you know, you think about the Reformation, the Protestant movement. Uh, people were baptized how? Well, primarily as infants, right? Yeah, and right. so now you have a group of people that are coming under the conviction that the proper mode of baptism is baptism by immersion. After regeneration, mm-hmm. after someone has placed their faith in Jesus Christ, and so you have a group of people now that are baptizing again, mm-hmm. right? People understanding the biblical mode of baptism, and now they want to be baptized in the way they see it in Scripture, 
And so they're being baptized again. Uh, and so that's kind of where it started. And so from that movement, uh, the Baptists grow out of that. Now, again, it's a long history. Uh, but, but in those early years, there's all kinds of different Baptist groups. And still today, there's all kinds of different Baptist groups. Sure like, Southern Baptists aren't the only Baptists in the world. Uh, you think of like just all kinds of varieties. Um, you know, there's independent Baptists. There's fundamental Baptists. There's free will Baptists. There's um, um, regular Baptists. Regular Baptists. And general Baptists. Yeah. And American Baptists. Yep. I mean, the list goes on and on, um, and and we share some things in common with those different mm-hmm. Baptist groups, primarily the the belief in baptism by immersion after conversion. But there's some other things that we would hold to as well that are, are Baptist distinctives. Uh, but there's also some disagreements. Obviously, yeah, uh, we are. have some disagreements with with some different Baptist denominations, and so. Um, we are not free will Baptists. We are not general Baptists. We're not American Baptists. We are Southern Baptists. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that are distinct about us as Southern Baptists. But um, just the idea, and, and even in the beginning, Pops, there was, and you probably remember this from your Baptist history class that you took at seminary. I don't know. Yeah, well, you, I did. You, might, you were probably a part of the original Baptist movement, weren't you? Absolutely <laughs> yeah, uh, back in 18, yeah, back uh, in 42, whatever it was. Whatever right? it was. Um, but, but, you know, in the early days, back in the 17th century, you had um, particular Baptist, you had... Uh, General Baptist, separate Baptist. I mean, there was, was there's always been different mm-hmm. groups of Baptists that that share a common belief in baptism by immersion mm-hmm. and those kind of things, and some other common beliefs as well. But but there are, there's always been you know some different theological perspectives too that have caused different Baptist right. groups to rise up. So it's it's a long history, a very interesting history. If you're just really bored and want to find out more, there's some great books I can point you to to help you to understand some history. But um, but there are some things that as Southern Baptist Right, that we do uh, hold in common some deep theological convictions, and 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 I know you um, haven't always been a Baptist. Right, right. You 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 were saved in the Methodist Church. I was saved as a Methodist. You were saved but, as a Methodist, but I wasn't a Baptist. I didn't become Baptist till, till later. Later on, right. So me. Um, I've always been in the Baptist Church. My parents were a part of the Baptist Church. My grandmother part of the Southern Baptist. So that's always been my my faith heritage. I mean, I've done a lot of. Um, um, study of different denominations and all that, but I've always stayed right where I, I was yeah. born within the Baptist denomination and very thankful for that. And so so there are some theological convictions that we hold dear. And mm-hmm. and there are other denominations and, you know, other denominations doing some great things. But um, I'm not saying that we as Baptists have it all right. Mm. I mean, I'm sure we're wrong in some areas probably, you know, I mean, uh, you know, but, but I'm saying that the reason why we stay Baptist because we do have this conviction that we've got a lot right. 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 Like yeah, exactly. that, that based on our understanding of scripture that, you know, I, I think that what has been historically true about Southern Baptist in particular is we have been a people who have strived to be a people of the book. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Who have stayed committed to the inerrancy and authority of scripture. Right. And, um, and so I think that's been a distinctive, uh, that, 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 uh, is, descriptive of Baptist over time. And so there are some things that we just hold deep, deep theological convictions. Uh, obviously, baptism by immersion. Right. Uh, uh, what I just mentioned, biblical inerrancy and the authority of authority of Scripture. Priesthood of believers, mm-hmm. that's a big deal for yeah, us. It is. This idea that because of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and His Spirit now dwelling within us, we can come before God without the aid of a priest. Right. Right. Uh, or any other intermediary, right. like Jesus Christ. He is the one mediator between God and man. And so priesthood of believers, so so that, that leads right into this idea of what we've talked about on this podcast before, the autonomy of the local mm-hmm. church, right? right. So, so since we all believe that um, 
that 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 Christ indwells us, that we as his people, we are the church, mm-hmm. and and as the church, we, we have um, uh, the Spirit of God living inside of us to help us as a church seek God's will together and to make decisions as, as the body of Christ. Now, we have leaders, we have pastors, elders, deacons, yeah. those kind of things, uh, but, but it's, it's our conviction uh, that the authority of, of Christ, he is the head of the church, uh, but but uh, he he and his his spirit allows us as a church right. right to make those decisions and govern ourselves and so that autonomy of the local church right where we're not under a bishop um, or you know a denominational head right. like we're a, a independent autonomous church I mean that's that's a big deal for Southern Baptists for instance uh, we, we there's been a lot of things going on with the Episcopal Church recently yeah. and the biggest thing has been what do you do with the property okay yeah. they're pulling out of the Episcopal Church yeah. But what do you do with the property? Yeah, we own our property. We own our property. Yeah, all we, kind of we, we, we will never have that we are, issue. We are you own know? independent, yeah. autonomous Baptist church. We call our pastor. For that's us. right. And that's right. We don't have a denomination that's appointing pastors to different yeah. things. And like, right. so that's that's something that's unique. That's something we hold deep to. Um, regenerate, meaningful church membership yeah, right. is a big deal. Right. We make like, a big deal. Yeah, of we this. make a big deal about this re- idea of regenerate church membership. And what, what I mean by that is is who's a part of the body of Christ? Well, people mm. who are actually saved. Mm-hmm. Right, and so just because you were born into a church doesn't make you a member of that church, exactly. right? Yeah. Like because you're not regenerate, you're not saved, you're mm-hmm. not saved until you come to faith in Jesus Christ and profess Him as Lord, and um, and so you know we 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 make that a big deal, regenerate church membership. If you're going to be a part of our faith family, a covenant member, well, you've got to be saved. Well, that's right. a big deal for us, right? And and we do make membership meaningful in mm-hmm. the sense that right, like. 1 Corinthians 12, you are a part of the body of Christ, right. and being a part of the body of Christ, like God has called you to contribute to the work of his church. He's spiritually gifted you, so there's meaningful church. We're always trying to help people to discover their spiritual giftedness and how to minister well with the giftedness that God has given them. So regenerate, meaningful membership is a big deal to us. Religious liberty is a big deal to us, yeah. right? Like. Um, we're convinced that that uh, that that uh, the church and state should be separate. Mm-hmm. But while the church and state should be separate, uh, we we are also also convinced that we should have the ability uh, to practice our faith without the intrusion of the government. Exactly right. So religious right. liberty has always been a big deal to us. So there again are just some deep, and these are just you know a few, but there's some deep theological convictions that uh, that that bind us together as Southern Baptists that we just really hold dear. Um, some of you are familiar, if you're listening, like we have a, a statement of faith that's called the Baptist Faith and Message that kind of outlines what our beliefs, our convictions are. As, you can find as it people. on sbc.net. I think there might even be a link on our website right, as a church. Probably, yeah. So, um, you know, those that Baptist faith and message just articulates mm-hmm. what we believe based on our understanding of Scripture. It's so helpful. So, so, so you, you need to know. If you're a part of our church family or another Southern Baptist church, it's just helpful to know mm-hmm. what makes us distinct. Now, I just gave you a short list, but that kind of gives you an idea of what makes us distinct as of Southern Baptist people. And you'll find when you look at the Baptist faith and message, it's not just made up by men. We actually have a almost the, the scriptures that back up what we're saying yeah, are yeah, longer yeah, yeah. than yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so that's uh, right. That's so right. That's, again, that's, we go back to the, yeah. the Bible, the, yeah. the impact of the Bible. And that's what a statement us. of faith is. A good statement of faith just articulates what you believe based on, mm-hmm. based on scripture. That's what it is, right? And number two, we have a history of cooperation. This is really what makes Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist churches unique is Mm -hmm. that there is a cooperation together, right? Like, um, we, we come together to serve in very specific ways. So just a, a brief history, um, our, our founding as a Southern Baptist convention is not necessarily a good story. No, it's not. Right. Um, 
we were founded in 1845 in my hometown, mm-hmm. Augusta, Georgia. In fact, I could take you to the church where the Southern Baptist Convention started. It's right downtown in Augusta. There's a big you know, marker out there that kind of signifies what happened on that day. But it started in 1845 in Augusta, Georgia. And really, it was the Southern Baptists were um, breaking from Northern Baptist, mm-hmm. right? And it was over the issue of slavery. Right. Um, you know, more specifically, uh, the question was, can we send out missionaries who are slaveholders? Mm-hmm. Northern Baptists said no, because right. they saw the sin of slavery. And unfortunately, at that time, Southern the, the Baptists who were in the South, who would um, form the Southern Baptist Convention, did not see slavery in the same way as those in the North did. Mm. And so um, that's how the Southern Baptist Convention started, was over, in some ways, the argument of, of slavery. Um, and, and our convention has confessed that that was wrong, right? I was at the convention yes, that did that. Yes, yeah. and that, you know, so uh, we— and that we, was recently. Yeah, that, that, that was, was like in, well, in 1996, 90s, like, It's been a while ago, but it, has, yeah. it hasn't been, you know, too distant past. Um, so we acknowledge, right, like the way this thing started, yeah, it wasn't good, you know. Um, but there was some good, the good that came out of it um, as far as uh, here we are. Years later, we have repented of the way that we began understanding that that slavery was not God's design, and mm. the institution of slavery in the United States was sinful. We 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 get that, but we also see how uh, God has been at work through the Southern Baptist Convention as churches have uh, chosen to cooperate together. So what happened out of that founding of the Southern Baptist Convention in 1845 is that two mission agencies were established: mm. uh, the Foreign Mission Board and um, the Board of Domestic Missions. That was huge. Board of Domestic Missions. Wow. We used to know it. We, we used to call it the Home Mission Board. Right. right? I, remember, I remember that. Uh, I do not remember this yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, That's what I was So Foreign Mission it. Board and the Home BDM. Mission Board, right? So now we know them as the International Mission Board and the North American Mission Board. Um, but these things were huge. And so what began to happen is that churches cooperated together mm. to send out missionaries. And so later on in 1925, and this is real significant for us today because this thing still exists and fuels our cooperative yeah, work. Yeah, it does. Uh, in, in 1925, the cooperative program was formed. Now, mm-hmm. this is a big deal. I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you know this or not, but our church gives money to what's called the cooperative program. Right. That's how we support the work of the Southern Baptist Convention. And so so let me give you some examples. Um, we both had the opportunity to go to seminary, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to Southeastern Seminary. I went to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. So those are seminaries that are part of our Southern Baptist Convention right. that are supported in large part by our churches, mm-hmm. right? Like I had to pay to go to seminary. I had to pay tuition. You did too. But my tuition was greatly discounted because Southern Baptist churches give to the cooperative program and a portion of that money goes to support our seminaries so that pastors in training uh, can get an education and that doesn't cost them an arm and a leg. And mine actually didn't cost anything after the first year. Well, there you go. You so had to bear the other literally, idea. Yeah, literally, they just paid it off. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, that's that's the beauty of the cooperative program. Yeah. And there's Thank other. The Lord. So, yeah, so what happens is that uh, we as a church determine an amount of money. They, the Southern Baptist Convention doesn't tell us what to give, right? We determine what we want to give to the cooperative work of the Southern Baptist Convention, and that money goes to support lots of different things, right? Uh, so, um, we send them, We send money to the state of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. A portion of that money 
stays within our state convention, our mm-hmm. Southern Baptist Convention in the state of South Carolina to mm-hmm. do state work. So you think about, um, y- if you're part of our church, you see all of our college students. We right. have a, a, quite a few of our college students are part of what's called the Palmetto Collective, where they're doing ministry and learning about ministry here in the state of South Carolina. Well, so our money that we send funds that, right? right? Um, so then that portion goes to uh, the national convention, right? And, and when it gets to the national convention, it's divided up a, among the different entities, right? So you think about uh, different things we support. We think about the seminaries I just told right, you about, right. or you think about um, um, re- religious ethics group. I can't think of that. I'm losing my brain on it. but They've changed names, they so have. it's been a little Eth- more complicated. Religious, but it, this lobbying in, in D.C. ERLC, and help yeah. ERLC that helps us to uh, have a voice in yeah. the political system. Mm-hmm. So there's several entities that that money goes to. Uh, but the biggest entities that receive it are those two organizations. Exactly. Um, um, organizations that are boards that were founded in 1845, the Home mm-hmm. Mission Board and the Foreign Mission Board, right. the IMB or the North American Mission Board. So you think about your son, Ivy, mm-hmm. right? Like his church, Arbor Way Community Church, um, has benefited from the North American Mission exactly. Board. Because yeah. when Ivy moved to Boston, he was a North American Mission Board approved church planter. He exactly. went through their trainings and their whole process. And so so by us giving to the cooperative program, uh, Ivy, who we partner with, uh, he was given somewhat of a salary. I think yeah. they funded him for a couple of years as he was getting his yeah, yeah. feet on the ground. And about three, I think. Yeah, about three years. And so that helped him to get started in Boston. So that's what the North American Mission Board does. Mm-hmm. The goal of the North American Mission Board is to see churches planted all over the country, especially in hard-to-reach places like right. Boston. Yeah, or exactly. you think about the team we're sending to Salt Lake City here same next thing. week. So yeah. same thing. So yeah. we have these these planters that are there that have been vetted by the North American Mission Board that the North American Mission Board is supporting as they begin their work. And we support the North American Mission Board through our giving to the co program. So some of the money that we give goes straight to the North American Mission Board. Some goes to the International Mission Board. Mm-hmm. So my wife, right, she was a recipient of funds from the International Mission Board because she served on the field for a couple of years as a missionary with our International Mission mm-hmm. Board. And so she would tell you that um, what was so great about serving with Southern Baptist International Mission Board is that um, she didn't have to come home. Yeah, and, and what uh, independent, ba- independent Baptists, but independent missionaries typically have to come home a lot. Yeah, yeah. To raise they funds raise so funds. they can go back. That's right. That's right. So lots of missionaries that serve outside of our Southern Baptist Convention, mm-hmm. they'll go for a time, six months, and then they come home for a couple months to raise some more money so they can go back, right? right. They're self-supporting missionaries, right? That Which is nothing wrong thing. with yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's that's just, just the way it's done. Uh, but the way we do it is a little bit different. And so because we are able as 47,000 churches that's what our Southern Baptist Convention is made up of, mm-hmm. 47,000 churches collectively working together. Uh, the International Mission Board, which is a large organization, right? You think the, the International Mission Board right now, we have about 3,000 missionaries, yeah. a little bit more, all over the world serving for the sake of the gospel. And we are able, as Southern Baptists, to fund all of them. And so when Stacy was on the field... Um, she didn't have to worry about her needs. Right, housing was provided for her. Deal. Food was provided for her. Like all of her needs were taken care of. Right, and that's true of all of our missionaries. That that they don't have to come home and self-support. That we provide them with a salary. We provide mm-hmm. them with housing. We provide them with, you know, those living expenses so that they can focus on gospel work where that's they right. are. And so that's a, that's a really cool thing that that we collectively are able to fund this missionary effort. That that I believe is by far the most effective missionary organization on the face of the planet, right? 
Exactly. So, so that's all because of, you know, our Southern Baptist Church is collectively coming together uh, for the work of the gospel. And it's really neat. And I want to say thank you because I was on the mission field. Yeah. And uh, I was a Southern Baptist but worked with Transworld Radio. Uh, and we were a faith organization. Yeah. We got supported because all kind of reasons. But we didn't have to pay the first two, three years, whatever it was. And then, you know, uh, but my friends in the Southern Baptist Convention, who I knew, actually knew, uh, before I even went there, uh, they were supported and supported well. Yeah. We were, we were like supported on the line. We were very, uh, the Southern Baptists always looked at the rich guys, yeah, yeah. but they weren't rich. But yeah. the point was that they had stuff and they had access and yeah. they had, and it, it, it is not just being supported. It's being right. supported well. Right. Right. That's and right. I got to tell right. you, that is a huge deal to a missionary. You don't want them to have to worry about how are they going to get their kid in the hospital, yeah. for instance, or things like yeah. that. So, so it's really cool. Deal. So just yeah. think, if you're a part of our faith family or if you're a part of a Southern Baptist Church, every time you you know give, mm-hmm. a portion of that money is going to support this kind of work, right? It's going to support things like Ivy in Boston or missionaries serving across the world. Um, and it's a big deal. And some of it's staying right here yeah. in our city, in yeah. our church, because we have, cool. we have a local association, right, where our churches collectively come together and— um, and we do things together in the city. Um, primarily, you think about the um, work of the association uh, of churches in our area. Uh, we have what's called an associational missionary who kind of heads that up, and he he uh, helps to provide support for pastors and leaders and all. So it's a really cool thing. Like you know, the Southern Baptist roots are deep and helpful. There's a, a shared cooperation that really makes it significant to be a part of a Baptist church. That we, we understand that we're autonomous, mm-hmm. right? We're an independent church. Um, the, the, the people who are at the national level of the convention are not going to tell us how to run our church. Mm-hmm. We get to determine that because we're an autonomous church. Um, but we're going to we're going to link arms with other churches who are like us, yes, right? And and serve together, and and we're going to use the resources mm-hmm. that are provided for us through our convention um, to further our mission right here. So it's really cool the way that we're able to cooperate. And so when you think about a Southern Baptist Church, think about those things. Think about that cooperation, and that really is what makes being a part of the Southern Baptist Convention really, really significant, and really special. Mm-hmm. And then number three, we want to see the gospel go to all the world. Yeah, so so we're doing some great things here at Northwood, right? But here's reality. Um, as we continue to grow as a church, we're not stepping away from the Southern Baptist Convention. If anything, mm-hmm. we want to be more involved in our convention, Amen. right? We Amen. want to be able to give more and send more and because we are just really committed uh, to this shared vision of seeing the gospel go forth in Charleston and beyond, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just know that we can accomplish more together than we can alone. Amen so that's that. what that's what wow. keeps us as a faith family really tied tied tightly in some ways mm-hmm. to the Southern Baptist Convention because we just really believe in the shared vision. Now we also understand that within that shared vision, I mean, you know, there's there's going to be some disagreements. Mm-hmm. Um, every year um, in in June we have an annual meeting, right? That's right. Um, the way that Southern Baptists say it is something like this, that really the Southern Baptist Convention only exists once a year, right? When That's we true. all gather together For in whatever that place days, all yeah. is to vote on things and talk about what's going on in the life of the convention because the convention is made up of representatives from the churches. Mm-hmm. Now, we have employees and all that, in the Southern, but, that but that execute what the— um, 
people what, decide. What the yeah. people decide yeah. at the convention. Messengers, I was trying to think of the messengers, words. Messengers, uh, What the messengers decide at the convention. Um, but by and large, the Southern Baptist Convention, it is made up of the representatives, the messengers from the churches that mm-hmm. the church votes to send to those meetings. So all that to say, obviously, there are going to be times that we disagree, and there's going to be some controversy and all those kind of things. But in all of that, what does not change is the mission of God mm. and our commitment to that. And in spite of some of the controversies we have or disagreements or whatever the case may be, that shared vision and mission keeps us as a Southern Baptist Convention going forward uh, for the sake of the gospel. So it's a really cool thing. So I want you to know that if you're part of this church, you are a part of a rich heritage, right? That's right. Um, we, we admit some mistakes that we made in the past, uh, but we press forward uh, with the work of the gospel with our eyes on the prize. So, yeah, that'll admit, be cool. Just talk through that. Admit and yeah. repent. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like ABCs. <laughs> Hey, there you go. Well, that was AR. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that. But, yeah. You know, the Southern Baptist, I would say that I am Southern Baptist by choice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I chose to go to Southern Baptist Church. My uh, my parent, you know, I said, I told my parents basically that's the church I want to go to, and they mm-hmm. brought me to it. And, um, you know, so I, whether you're born into it, like many, like my own children were born into it, or whether you chose to be a part of it, it is, uh, as I have learned more about the convention, I have been, uh, I've been more and more, uh, it's how do I say this? It's just been a great opportunity for me to me serve the Lord in such a place where we are cooperating together to win the world for Jesus. Yes, absolutely, and not that we don't work with other churches, and a lot of churches, you know, are, are love the Lord and do the right things and all those kind of things. But we know that as a church of Southern Baptist, we are able to do uh, way more together, as you said, than we that's ever right. would be that's apart. Right. So that's very right. thankful for that. Well, Pastor, this has been really good. Thank you for uh, opening up our eyes a little bit on the Southern Baptist Convention, and I hope that. This has helped you. So as we close, I pray that uh, you will uh, get more involved. And we want you on a mission trip. We want you to be involved in missions and and cooperating to to reach this world for Jesus. So uh, just kind of give them an idea. What what are some things that they can do uh, to maybe really put their feet into it and understand more about it? Give. They can give. Well, you can give. I mean, obviously, that's the biggest help. I mean, that's the core program. It is is us giving to something financially to help. But, but man, like, if you you mean, obviously, get involved in, uh, you know, the mission work of our church is helpful. But what you might find, like, we have a young man right now who's been involved in our, he's talking about Andy, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's been involved in mission efforts here since he was a kid. Right. Gone on international trips with us to Japan, to Indonesia, and And has felt calling, Boston has felt that calling to be a career missionary. And he's in that process right now with the International Mission Board. He's been approved. He's now picking out location. We're going to send him out as a missionary cool? from our wow. church with the International Mission Board. So that that's that was a pathway for him. And mm-hmm. that might be a pathway for some of you. You you uh, get involved in the life of our church and you might just determine, hey, maybe God is calling me to international missions Amen. or church planting. And, and there are ways that cooperatively with other churches, we can help make that a reality for you. So Amen. yeah, that's cool. Well, Pastor, thank you so much. Why don't you close us out and get us ready for next week? Yeah, we do hope this has been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful for you, we'd love for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us to get word out out about, I can't talk, helps us to get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.